Welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host of the Catholic Foodie, and I am just thrilled to be with you today. So excited to be here on Taco Tuesday. That's right. Today is Taco Tuesday. If you listened to yesterday's show, you know that I've started something a little new here. I'm, I'm doing a theme for each day of the week. And uh, Monday, Monday, we're talking about easy meals on Monday, right? Something that is easy to prepare, easy to clean up. We don't want to work too hard on Monday night, right? We had the, the weekend. We, the schedules change, right? Over the weekends, uh, it's not the norm. It's not regular necessarily. And uh, and so Monday is kind of like that re-entry day. We're getting back into the groove of things. We're getting back into normal life, uh, back to work. If you go to work, kids go to school, not now it's summertime still, but you know, in the school year, they go to school and, and Monday is that point of re-entry. And so we like to do something a little simple when it comes to preparing meals for Monday. And uh, so we talked red beans and rice yesterday. That's like the preeminent South Louisiana wash day meal. And we talk in Monday, Monday is what? It's wash day, uh, wash day wonders is what we're talking about. These one pot meals, something that is easy to put together, something that's easy to clean up yet yet is packed with flavor. And so that is what Monday is. Tuesday, today, today is Taco Tuesday. We're going to kind of do a little research here and try to find out where this this craze came from, right? Because if you're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, on Tuesday, what do you see? You see memes all over and the hashtag uh, Taco Tuesday, Where'd that come from? You ever thought about that? Where did it come from? We're going to do a little research today to find out if we can uh, figure out the origins of Taco Tuesday. And, you know, some of those memes are just ridiculously, well, they're ridiculous and some of them are (laughs) ridiculously funny. Did you know that Taco Cat spelled backwards is Taco Cat? (laughs) That's just one of those silly things I see pretty much every week. And so today we're going to be talking about tacos. We are. We are, uh, but uh, Tuesdays are not going to be only about tacos. That's the theme. That's the overarching theme, Taco Tuesday. We're also going to talk in the future, on future Tuesdays, we're going to talk about um, other handheld foods, right? Meals that you eat with your hands. Uh, you might, you might very well eat tacos with a fork and knife. If you do, please call in. <laughs> Let's have a conversation because I'd love to hear how, how that works. You know, how, how do you do that? And, and why, why would you do that? But typically you eat tacos with your hands. It's a street food, right? It originated as a street food. So that's what Tuesdays are dedicated to. We'll be talking about uh, uh, foods you eat with your hands. Hamburgers is a, is another classic. Uh, what else? We've got sandwiches of all kinds, right? If you're if you're down in, in Latin America, South America, you've got empanadas. We'll we'll talk about those. So there's a lot of things that we do that that are in that genre. Uh, at least on on this show, we'll call it the Taco Tuesday genre. And then Wednesdays are going to be a little bit different. I'm excited about Wednesdays. Wednesdays are going to be Hump Day Heroes. That's that's going to be the theme of the day. And I really want to take a look at uh, saints that, um, not not the wonder workers, right? Not not the, I mean, I love Padre Pio. I do. I love him. But I, I don't want uh, to focus on those saints that were just so supernatural, 
right? So amazing in supernatural. The ones that healed people and raised people from the dead, you know, as part of their just daily life. Cause I don't know about you, but that doesn't really happen in my life. And so what I want to do is focus on those saints who aspired to holiness, who lived lives of holiness in the humdrum everydayness of daily life. That's what hump day heroes is all about. And, and, uh, I'm gonna, I haven't picked a saint yet for, uh, the first go round, which will be tomorrow's show. So if you do have a suggestion, let me know. You can always email me. Jeff at Catholic foodie dot com is the email address. And, uh, you know, also Facebook and Twitter, you know how to find me, right? Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Catholic foodie. And then uh, uh, Twitter is just Catholic foodie. That's, that's where you'll find me. Uh, but let me know if you have any suggestions for these hump day heroes. I love to hear about it. Uh, Thursday, I mean, you cannot do a themed every day of the week, a theme every day of the week, come to Thursday and not do throwback Thursday, right? You, just, you, you can't do that. I mean, there's got to be some kind of law somewhere about that. I mean, if you're on social media again on Thursdays, that's just the, all the rage, right? Everybody's doing throwback Thursday. So I, I, I like doing it though, because it allows me, it kind of gives me an open door. I can talk about anything that's a throwback. It may be a favorite restaurant that I went to. And I do have some stories for you lined up uh, in the coming Thursdays, kind of throwbacks to maybe even restaurants that no longer exist, but that la- left a lasting mark. So those are the kind of things we'll talk about on Thursdays. It also maybe uh, uh, recipes that were handed down from one generation to the next, right? That's a throwback. Or maybe even a, a favorite meal that I had that we prepared at home. So something along those lines for throwback Thursdays. And then Friday, end of the week, getting ready for the weekend, right? We're going to call that Foodie Friday, and we'll talk about all these possibilities for the weekend. Because here at the Catholic Foodie, what we, what I really try to encourage is that communion, right? The community, the, the, the communion that we experience around the table. God made us this way. He made us to crave communion, to, to desire it in the deepest parts of our hearts. And we find that communion, yes, absolutely, uh, around the altar at church, right? Uh, when we receive holy communion, we, we, that is communion, absolutely. And that is what God calls us to. And that is why, that's the greatest communion. That is why he puts that desire in our hearts. But we also experience communion around the table at home. And so it may, you may have family, friends, you know, children or, or, or uh, fellow parishioners, uh, even your neighbors, <laughs> strangers you don't know, who knows, you know, people you can invite over to your house to share a meal, to experience this communion around the table with some good food. So that's what we'll talk about on Fridays is uh, possible menus, you know, me- meals that you could make over the weekend, uh, and, and then also get into some recipes of specifics, you know, of, of a particular recipe uh, that you could try over the weekend. So that's kind of the overarching theme. Again, I, I did talk about this yesterday on the show. I wanted to re uh, uh, remind you today, kind of um, reemphasize this today for us, and to explain why I'm talking about tacos today on Taco Tuesday. So why is it? Do you know why is it that Tuesday is associated 
with tacos? Well, I did actually do some research on this and I'm going to try to pull it up here. See, I am, uh, I have a hard time doing more than one thing at a time. Uh, some people would say that's just being male, which is true. Um, but I'm going to pull this up here. Where did it go? I know I had it. Uh, basically the, the whole deal with, uh, taco Tuesday, apparently, and apparently it's actually, um, copyrighted, but, but they're not really enforcing the copyright. At least that's what one of these articles uh, that I found today, uh, had to say. And I, I will put a link in the show notes, by the way, over at catholicfoodie.com. You'll, you'll be able to find the link there and to uh, read it for yourself. But basically there's a restaurant in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, and I still can't find the article I was looking for. I'm going to continue to uh, try to pull that up as I, as I tell you what I can from memory. But basically, uh, what, here it is. Here it is. All right. According to the Strange History of Taco Tuesday, uh, there was a restaurant promotion that was started in 1982 by Taco John's, right? Taco John's. Where was that located? Uh, I, I was thinking it was in Texas and I can't, I don't see it right here. But anyway, uh, basically it was, it was later, uh, trademarked. Um, and I think a lot of people just didn't, didn't like that whole idea, but, um, it, it's no longer really enforced. And so that's kind of the origin. It was just a, a marketing gimmick, you know, for a, a local restaurant, uh, wanting to promote food sales. And so they came up with Taco Tuesday. It, it goes together. It sounds good, doesn't it? Taco Tuesday, it just kind of rolls right off the tongue there. And, uh, and, and that was the origins of it. But if you look around today, what do you see? There are a lot, we have a lot of things today that we didn't have then. We have one, one of those things being the food truck phenomena, right? Food trucks all over the place. I know there's some food trucks in New Orleans uh, that specialize in tacos, and so Taco Tuesday, of course, is something that they are going to, you're going to see on uh, um, in New Orleans with that taco truck. And I'm going to do this right now. I'm just going to search for the hashtag Taco Tuesday and see what pops up because this is, this is what I am talking about. Uh, on Twitter, let's take a look at Twitter and see what pops up on top. They have all kind of, of pictures, uh, by the way, um, Taco Tuesday. Uh, yep, yep. People eating uh, uh, tacos here. <laughs> and a lot of them are recipes, too, of tacos. Look, there's there's a, a tweet here from the Catholic Foodie. It says, uh, Taco Tuesday tomorrow on the Catholic Foodie Show. Got a favorite taco recipe or restaurant? Let me know. I'll give you a shout out on the show. And I do have a shout out to share with you. And uh, I'm going to do that after the break. We are coming up on a break. But I also want to say that someone reached out to me. Uh, on Snapchat, someone that you may have heard of, Hallie Lord. Uh, Hallie Lord is an author, a blogger. As a matter of fact, she's got a brand new book that is coming out. And uh, it's on the other side of fear, I believe is the actual title. I'm going to pull it up here. And Hallie uh, is, yep, on the other side of fear. Her Kindle book just came out yesterday. Print book is not out yet, but I encourage you to to check it out. It's about, uh, well, fear, right? Her own experiences of fear and how God worked in her life to, and continues to work in her life to help her to overcome fear. Why don't I bring up Hallie? Because yesterday, 
last night they had tacos. Isn't that cool? She did a taco Monday instead of taco Tuesday. Anyway, you are listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. We got to take a quick break, but we will be back in just a minute with more tacos. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie, on this Taco Tuesday. We are talking tacos today. And yes, I do have some recipes that I will be sharing with you today for tacos, just in case a little bit later this afternoon, you want to run out to the grocery store, get what you need to get, and uh, and make some tacos on Taco Tuesday, right? <laughs> I mentioned before the break that Hallie Lord had tacos uh, last night, uh, which was Taco Monday. Uh, you're going to find Hallie over at HallieLord.com. Uh, as I mentioned, a, a, blo- a blogger, uh, an, an author, a speaker. Uh, she also uh, co-hosts, or not co-hosts, she, she hosts... Uh, the Jennifer Fullweiler show sometimes when Jennifer is not, uh, when she's traveling or she's off on a speaking engagement or something like that. Hallie had me on the show with her talking uh, a few months ago about food and faith. That was a lot of fun. So anyway, I thought that was really cool uh, about her eating tacos. Here I am planning the show last after uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, and I see that Hallie is, is getting ready to go make tacos. That's pretty cool. Uh, and, and, and again, I do want to mention her book, uh, on the other side of fear. Uh, it's on my to read list. It's at, actually at the top of my to read list. And, um, the Kindle version came out yesterday. You can still, you can, the, the print version hasn't come out yet, but you can check it out on amazon.com and, uh, you can even pre-order the print if you prefer print. All right. So that was pretty exciting. Taco Tuesday. And, uh, I did give a shout out yesterday afternoon via uh, social media. Hey, anybody have any ideas, any favorite, uh, taco, either recipes or taco places or anything about tacos you'd like to share. And we did get some voice feedback here from Jennifer, uh, with Breadbox media, which is pretty cool. Uh, so let's take a listen to what Jennifer has to say about, uh, tacos. Hey, Catholic Foodie, this is Jennifer of Breadbox Media, and I just wanted to chime in about Taco Tuesday, that when we make tacos at home, I have to buy the combo kits that have the um, crunchy shells and the soft shells, because I prefer the crunchy shells, and the rest of my family likes the soft shells, so that's the point of contention in our household. I can't just do the crunchy, I have to have both, so (laughs) that's my contribution for Taco Tuesday, and I'm excited about the theme. I'm looking forward to the show. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for calling. And, uh, you know, I agree. I agree. I, I, I kind of have a fear. This is going back to what Hallie's book is about, right? I have a fear that Taco Tuesday is going to be one of the most difficult shows to do every week uh, because just talking about tacos is going to make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think that that is going to be the case uh, with me. Uh, that that That's interesting. So you have to do the, the hard shell and the soft shell tacos in your house. Uh, you know, we, we, I don't know, we, we kind of do a variety of things. We, we love those, uh, the blue corn shells. I don't know if you have seen those. Um, the garden, if I, if I remember one of the brands that we, that's popular down here at least is I think the, believe it or not, the, uh, the name of the company or the brand is garden of Eaton, not Eden, E D E N, but Eaton, like we're eating, 
but without a G, right? Uh, kind of a little play on words there. But the Garden of Eden and um, the Blue Shell tacos, I just, I'll, we love them. They're just so good, and, and they are crunchy. And I'll tell you, you know, eating tacos, like hard shell tacos, is not, um, it, it's not neat, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it can be quite messy. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, eh, without fail, and this has been the case since I was a kid, when I'm eating a hard shell taco, I take one bite. That's it. One bite, and guess what happens? Yeah, it's like getting a, a, a ding in your windshield, you know, and, and it's a bad one. And all of a sudden, it goes from one end to the other, right? That, that's what happens when I bite into a taco. I take one bite, and boom, there it goes. It, it just breaks all the way down. So it does. You know, I made a joke earlier about, you know, I don't know anybody who eats tacos with a fork and knife, but come to think of it, sometimes I have to have a utensil handy just to get all the filling, right? The, the meat and the cheese and the sour cream and the lettuce and tomato, all the stuff that falls out of my taco. I've got to have a utensil uh, uh, to, to scoop that back up and to eat it because <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not going to stay where it's supposed to stay when the shell breaks. Now, soft tacos can help you out in that, in that arena for sure. Uh, and, and as I'm thinking about it, you know, there's another way that you could eat a taco with a fork and a knife or a spoon even, uh, just this past, uh, Sunday, a couple of days ago, I, I mentioned this yesterday in the show, my, my son, along with two other uh, Boy Scouts, uh, reached the rank of Eagle. We had their court of honor uh, on Sunday afternoon. We had a big reception for them afterwards. And one of the things that we did, because everybody brought food and they had a big cake and, you know, a lot of good, good stuff there. Uh, but one of, part of our contribution to that uh, reception was my wife made two big trays of like a Mexican lasagna. And it had, now here I am, I'm going way off topic, sort of on topic, but way off topic. What is Taco Tuesday about? It's about handheld foods, right? Handheld foods. And here I am talking about something that's essentially like a, a lasagna. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll get back on topic in just a minute, but this is really, really good. And essentially it is, it's, it's corn tortillas. Like just, uh, you can get them in a big pack, you know, sometimes they're in stacks of like a hundred or stacks of 50 or 25 or however many come in a big stack, but the corn tortillas and you're, you're just making layers of, of meat and of some kind of a, a salsa. If you like salsa, you can put salsa in there, uh, sour cream, beans, like refried beans, uh, uh, cheese, and you're just alternating layers. And then you, you top it with cheese and you bake it. It's, it's ridiculously good. It really is. It's, it's so, so good. And uh, we were able to bring a little bit of that home, which was very good. Very good. Because I got to eat some for lunch yesterday, too. So I, I do recommend that. That's a, a good uh, deal. I don't have a recipe on the website. And it's really, really not that hard to make. You would make uh, uh, like your ground beef if you were going to do ground beef and you were going to season it like you would tacos. And we could talk about that in just a bit because we like to make our own taco seasoning. You can certainly buy some in the store. They do have that. If you buy a kit, then, then they will, they'll, it'll come with a, a seasoning pack uh, as well. But we like to do our, our own. And um, you just season it meat like you would for tacos and, and use that to, to layer. Very Good, highly recommended. Uh, but we're talking about the different uh, shells. Jennifer calls in, says she's got to get both the soft tacos and the hard, right? Soft and hard, uh, because that's just the way it is in their house. Uh, we have, we just alternate. I mean, from time to time, 
we'll get on this thing and we'll think about doing uh, uh, soft tacos. Uh, but a lot of times we just, we like, as I mentioned, those blue corn, those blue corn uh, taco shells. They're very, very good. And I don't know about you, but, uh, it, you know, what you put on a taco really does vary. I mean, it's almost like a hot dog. You know, people have certain things they just like to put on there. I love to put salsa on mine. So I'll, I'll, I'll actually put salsa right over the top. Uh, my wife doesn't like that so much, but if there's guacamole at hand, guess what she's going to put on hers? That's right. She'll put some guacamole. Uh, I find that no matter how, because I love tomatoes, absolutely love tomatoes, and I love uh, lettuce, but does, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how well I pack it in there, it's going to fall out. Like I said, I take one bite and boom, I know what's going to happen. It's all going to end up on the plate. But hey, that's just the way it is, right? That's just the way it is. Let me uh, share with you uh, some other ideas for maybe some different kinds of tacos. You know, over at uh, catholicfoodie.com, over on the website, I do have some taco recipes. And I'm going to try to pull those up uh, right here, see if I can uh, uh, find them. Uh, one of them is uh, a taco. Um, well, I, I do have a, see, I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to talk to you and look at something at the same time. It's so difficult for me to do. Uh, I, I really, I'm serious. So difficult for me to do. But um, one of the things that we like to do is make salsa from scratch. And uh, one of the, one of, and of, course, of course, nine times out of 10, when we're making tacos, we're going to do a beef kind of, you know, ground beef, uh, as the, the main protein, the filler, uh, we've done chicken in the, in the past. Chicken is very good. Like chicken, uh, on the rest, on the website though, you're not going to find recipes, uh, for those. What you're going to find is a recipe for, uh, fish tacos. And I tell you, I love fish tacos. This, this goes back to when I was in the seminary, uh, the first go round when I was with Mother Teresa's priests in uh, in Mexico. Now this is this is actually before I went down. Uh, it was when I made my come and see to go down to Tijuana to visit the missionaries of Charity Fathers and to spend a couple of weeks there on a come and see uh, 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 visit or trip, and just to, to kind of get a feel for the community life there and to see if that's where the Lord was calling me. And while I was uh, when I when I when I flew over there, my my mom and dad had a friend who uh, a business associate who lived in San Diego, and I flew into the San Diego airport, and they they asked if he would uh, pick me up from the airport and then. Uh, drive me down to the house there in, in Tijuana since uh, my mom and dad didn't want to make that trip. It was just kind of a, it was expensive and kind of too much to do, you know, so they told me goodbye in Baton Rouge and I flew off and this friend, uh, uh, Dave picked me up from the airport. I stayed uh, the night at his house at night and before, uh, we, like between the airport and his house, he says, are you hungry? I said, certainly. And we went to La Jolla, uh, which is in San Diego, this La Jolla area. And uh, we went to a place called Rubio's. Now, if you're from that area of the country, you're probably going, oh, it's kind of fast foodie. You know, it's, well, it may be, but it was the first time in my life that I'd ever had a fish taco. And it was the first time in my life I'd ever had a taco with purple cabbage on it. I think it was purple cabbage, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just regular green cabbage, but I had cabbage, cabbage on a taco. I'd never heard of that before in my life. Uh, so it was very, it was kind of a memorable experience. And then subsequently on other trips from 
Tijuana into San Diego, especially that last, uh, I spent about a week in San Diego before I, when I left the, the missionaries of charity fathers to come back home and then go to study in, in, in college, uh, I spent about a week in San Diego just with friends and, uh, and got to eat a lot of really good restaurants, a lot of different places. And, uh, we went back to Rubio's at that point. And, uh, really that was my introduction to fish tacos. And I'm going to have to tell you more about fish tacos, including a recipe. When we come back from the break, you're listening to the Catholic foodie show here on Breadbox media. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic foodie show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic foodie. So, so excited to be with you today on Taco Tuesday. We're talking tacos. Before the break, I was telling you about my time in San Diego. I spent a week there after I left the seminary the first time, All right, The first time I just felt like the Lord was calling me away from there. I was, I think 20 at the time. I went down to the seminary with Mother Teresa's priest. I was there for two years. I went down at the age of 18. I came back at the age of 20 and um, really just felt like the Lord was calling me possibly to the priesthood, but just not there. So I was on my way back home, but I wanted kind of a period of decompression, uh, just to, just a time to, to kind of rest and relax a little bit before uh, going uh, back to, uh, uh, to Louisiana or coming back to Louisiana. And, uh, and I actually spent um, a few days in Mexico with some friends there in, in Tijuana. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Got to go to a couple of really nice restaurants there. Got to go down to the beach. Uh, in a, in a, I mean, I had been to the beach while I was a seminarian, but it was, it was a different experience to sit down and to enjoy a couple of beers, Coronas on the beach <laughs> with friends. You know, we didn't uh, drink when I was uh, there with, with uh, the seminaries, uh, seminarians there with uh, Mother Teresa's priests. And that was just something that was not part of our community life. And, um, so it was really nice to, to hang out. We had papazi beer, right? We had French fries and, and beer on the beach. It was kind of a neat experience. But to get back to the tacos, when I left Mexico, I went and stayed for about a week with some friends in San Diego. And uh, it was just a time, like I said, uh, to, to kind of decompress, to rest before going back home. I knew that I was going back home and that I was going to be making some preparations to go to uh, college, to the Franciscan University of Steubenville, which is in Ohio. And I knew that I only had about a month or so uh, before school started. So I wanted to, to take a little a little rest. And uh, I, as I mentioned before the break, we did get to go. I got to go to a few different restaurants. I spent a lot of time in that, in the La Jolla uh, Pacific beach area there in San Diego. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Good people got to go to to a a number of different churches there for mass. We were going to daily mass at the time and uh, just beautiful, beautiful place. And one of the things that we got to do, because I had my request, right, was to go to Rubio's because again, it had been a while since I'd had fish tacos. I think I'd only had them when I first got to, to, to on my way to Tijuana, when my, my, my dad's friend brought me down and we got to, to go to Rubio's then. And then I got to go again two years later <laughs> on my way back home. So it really just sticks out of my mind. I was mentioning before the break that that was the first time that I'd had cabbage in a taco. Never, never had had that before in my life. And, uh, and I loved it. I mean, it was, it was great. And, uh, I don't know what kind of fish it was. I mean, I, I haven't been to Rubio's in golly, I don't know, 20 years. You know, it's been a long time. I hear they're still around. Um, but it started in me something 
because I'd never had it before and I really liked it. And they had like a, a crema, like a cream sauce that was spicy, kind of like a, uh, like a mayonnaise or sour cream based sauce, uh, with some pico. It had some, uh, some spice to it, you know? And, and I, Ooh, I just, I loved it. I just absolutely loved it. So I always kind of uh, kept my eye out for fish tacos. And to be honest, you know, even though I live in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, I grew up there and then uh, lived in New Orleans for a long, long time on, on the North Shore now. But back in those days, when I came back to the States, fish tacos were not really like a thing here. They just weren't a thing. Never really saw them anywhere. So uh, I remember when I did uh, eventually find them at a, at a little taco place in New Orleans, It's they've got a, a couple, two, I think three or four different locations. It's called Taqueria Corona, Taqueria Corona. Uh, and, and they had fish tacos on the menu. And they also had these things, oh, cebollitas. These are like um, green onions, right? Cebollitas, green onions that are uh, char grilled. <laughs> Sprinkled with like a little salt and lime juice. Oh my goodness. You can get those as an appetizer at Taqueria Corona. That, that, oh, that's good ease for sure. And um, so I, I had been there, I have been there many times now. Uh, in the last 20 years, Taqueria Corona, having fish tacos, love those. And uh, we've gotten to the point, and this is going back probably, I don't know, 10 years, where at home, we make fish tacos at home. And uh, any kind of white fish, a firm white fish is going to do. Uh, you can you can grill that uh, or you can do it in the oven, you know, whatever you have uh, available, whatever you can do. And uh, it's just got to be a firm fish fillet. Tilapia is something that is inexpensive. It's easily accessible, even if you're landlocked and you don't have any water around you. Um, they have tilapia farms. And what they do is they, they freeze it and they, they ship that all over. So you can always get frozen tilapia. It's not the, it's not the ideal, right? But if you really wanted fish tacos, you could certainly get it by using frozen uh, tilapia. Uh, but here's what you would need if you wanted to make fish tacos, right? You're going to take some tilapia. Uh, as an example, you could use other firm white fish if you have that available. And you want to do, a, you're going to need a quarter cup of olive oil. I prefer extra virgin olive oil for this. The juice of one lime, uh, one tablespoon of chili powder, one or two jalapeno peppers. You want to seed those. And you're going to chop them. And, and what I recommend is you wear gloves when you seed them because the, the oils from the peppers will certainly burn your fingers. Uh, you need half a bunch of cilantro chopped and then the tortillas, right? The tortillas. Uh, I, I mentioned to you uh, earlier that I like those hard blue corn tortillas, which you could certainly use. We have also done just regular corn tortillas where you heat them up on the stove, like one by one. So you have a very fresh, hot tortilla and you could use that for the, uh, the fish tacos. Those are very, very good. If you wanted to use soft tacos, Jennifer, you, you certainly could, or, or for your family, that that's uh, absolutely 100% acceptable. Absolutely. And then for fixings, what we do, we like the red cabbage. You could do red cabbage. You chop that red onion, love red onion, thinly sliced, and then some green onions too. You want to slice those. That's more for a um, kind of a, uh, a, a garnish, right? But put that on top. It's really nice. And uh, we do also make a creamy sauce or a crema uh, that we put on top of the fish tacos. And for that, you're going to need some uh, organic sour cream, 
I like, we like organic sour cream. What can I say? If you don't have organic, don't worry about it, right? Sour cream, mayonnaise, uh, some sriracha sauce or rooster sauce it is, it is as it is commonly known the rooster sauce uh hot sauce and you could do something yeah like we have a lot of crystal hot sauce tabasco here in louisiana but also that cholula is a is a mexican uh hot sauce the cholula is very good too chop some uh, cilantro for this the juice of one lime and then you can add anything else you wanted to. If you wanted to add a little extra kick, you want to throw a little cayenne in there, if you want to throw a little um, minced jalapeno or something, you can certainly uh, do that. Now, what you're going to do to make these soft ta- to make these uh, fish tacos, you're going to marinate the fish. And the, what I do is I get a mixing bowl and I add uh, the the chili powder a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil, uh, the juice of one lime, one or two jalapenos. Again, that's going to depend on the size of the pepper. Sometimes you have a small pepper, sometimes they're bigger. So one to two, uh, and you want those seeded and chopped, as I mentioned. And uh, you want about a half a bunch of cilantro chopped. I put all that into this glass mixing bowl, whisk it all together, whisk, 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 whisk it all together. Then I pour it over the fish fillets uh, in like a large uh, plastic resealable bag. Uh, and then I place that, I, I kind of make sure I, I, I manhandle it gently. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a good verb there, you know, manhandle it gently just to make sure that the, all the surfaces of the fish is covered. They're covered with the, uh, the marinade. And then I'll refrigerate that, you know, I want it to refrigerate for at least an hour because that's what's going to allow the fish to kind of soak up that marinade. And, and it really helps the flavors to kind of marry together. So about an hour. And in the meantime, you can prep the rest of the fixings. Uh, you can preheat your oven for the taco shells if that's what you're going to do. Uh, if you're going to grill the fish, you can you can uh, uh, preheat the grill. Uh, you can also do it in the oven. And if you wanted to do it on the stove, you certainly can. I, I'm I have a beautiful black cast iron skillet that I love to, to do fish tacos in. Uh, so that is not, not a problem at all. Whatever works for you works, right? Uh, so once everything's ready, I pull the, the, the baggie out of the fridge, uh, add a bit of, of olive oil and organic butter to like the, again, I like this organic stuff. If you, if you don't want organic, you don't have to have it, right? That's okay. Uh, but I add that to the griddle. And then, or to the the uh, the cast iron pot or pan, and I follow that with the fish immediately. Right, I add maybe a little dash of salt to each fillet. And what I'm going to do is I want to just allow them to cook on the uh, in the in the pan, or if you're doing it on the grill or the oven, you whatever you're doing, that's how you do it. Uh, you don't want them to overcook. And so fish cooks pretty quickly. If you're doing them on the on the stove like I'm doing, then you need about four minutes per side, right? Four minutes per side. And sometimes on that second, on that second side, after you flipped it, it may not even need the full four minutes. Of course, it's going to depend on the thickness of the fish. So you're going to have to use a little finesse there and kind of follow through with what, what you, you, in your particular situation, what you've got going on. So uh, matter of fact, if it's a really thin piece, it may only need to, to, to cook for another 45 seconds to a minute. I mean, it just depends really on the thickness of the fish. So then I pull them, stick, stick them on a plate. I don't know what that was. Wow. That was loud. Boy, that was really loud. That's two of those. Got to turn that off. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, That's a notification of some sort from my computer. 
But anyway, what I'm going to do is because my pan doesn't, I can't put them all in the pan if I'm cooking for five people at home. So I've got to do them in batches. And what I'll do is I'll stick them uh, onto a plate and, and kind of cover that plate to keep them warm with maybe some tin foil. Uh, if I had nothing else in the oven, I could also just stick them very, very low temperature in the oven to keep it warm until I have all the fillets done. And then I'm going to let them rest for about five minutes while I prep the plates. And uh, then you can take a fork and actually flake the fish. And this is really cool. This is really cool. But I, I got, we got to take a break, though. So I'm going to have to tell you about the cool part. When we come back, you listen to the Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. So happy to be with you today here on Taco Tuesday. We're talking fish tacos before the break. And uh, I told you that there was something that was cool, right? I was going to tell you something cool when we come back. And uh, you can do this however you want. You really can. You could take, it depends on the size of the filet. If that filet is going to fit into your taco shell, have at it, man. That That's awesome. That's great. If not, you can always flake the fish. Now take a fork and just kind of flake it. And if you do flake it, then what that allows you to do is to basically put as much or as little of that fish onto your taco shell as you'd like. And I think that is, that is really cool. So what I do is I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put that fish down first and then add whatever toppings I've got. If I want, I like to put a little crema right there, just do a little bit of that spicy crema, uh, over the fish. And then I'll add some of the, uh, the red onions, and some of the, the, the red cabbage that was chopped, uh, maybe a little squeeze of, of lime too, some green onions on top, and maybe even put some more crema just to kind of pack it in there. And I tell you, oh, oh man, these are good. These are good. That recipe, by the way, is available over at catholicfoodie.com. Just search for Catholic Foodie and Fish Tacos in Google. It'll take you right there. Uh, or... You, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can find the show notes for this show by going to catholicfoodie.com slash 268. 268. catholicfoodie.com slash 268. And uh, you'll find that recipe there. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes to a couple of other um, taco recipes, things that I, I'm excited about. Uh, some friends of mine have a magazine. It's available here. It's actually published in New Orleans. Uh, Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine. Love, love this magazine. It has probably 50 to 60 recipes every issue. And uh, and if you don't live in Louisiana, that's okay, because here's, the, here's, a, here's another cool thing. This magazine, Louisiana Kitchen and Culture Magazine, is actually available in all 50 states. Isn't that cool? I think that is very cool. So, and they keep that in mind, right? We're, we're talking about Louisiana culture, Louisiana cuisine and the magazine, of course, but they, 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 when they give the recipes to you, they're also, they keep in mind that you have, they have a readership all over the country. And so not everybody can get, as I mentioned yesterday, Andouille sausage, right? You may not, may not even know what Andouille sausage is. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, you may not be able to get certain seasonings or, or, or spices or certain types of, of, of fish, right? Cause we're right here on the, the Gulf of Mexico. That's okay. They, this is kept in mind. And some of these recipes are going to come with alternatives, right? So if you don't have uh, tilapia, you can use a different type of fish as an example. If you don't have fresh shrimp, there is nothing wrong with frozen 
shrimp. Matter of fact, the way they do that today, a lot of times they are flash frozen right there on the boat. When they catch them, they're flash frozen. And so in a way, they're fresher than the shrimp that aren't frozen. And actually, I'm, there's more to the story because I think there's very, very few shrimp that come from the boat to the dock that haven't been frozen already. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to share with you a couple of recipes from Louisiana Kitchen and Culture magazine. They do have a website. And you can find some of these recipes on their website. Uh, they have a shrimp uh, taco recipe that uh, I will put in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. Very good. And again, it's also, they, they provide uh, a recipe for a crema that I was talking about. This kind of a cream sauce that goes over the 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 uh, the, the filling there, the taco. So I'm, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that particular recipe, uh, along with the uh, fish tacos and also the fresh salsa that, that uh, is on the same page there on catholicfoodie.com. Dot com. That'll be available to you in the show notes. And also, um, they do have some really good stuff. Ah, I wish we had time to get into this. Oh, my goodness. Their, their issue right now for July, August is just, oh, the, 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 the overall theme is uh, throw some seafood on the grill. So they're talking about like skewered shrimp and sausage. They've got uh, recipes in here for swordfish, uh, for snapper on the half shell, and for grilled speckled trout. Oh, excellent stuff. If any of these recipes are available online, I'll put links in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com slash 268. I'll be happy, happy to do that for you. Now, yesterday, I wanted to switch gears here just a little bit as we start to, to wind down the show a little. Yesterday, I mentioned to you uh, that there was something I wanted to talk about. I did try to get into it in the very beginning of the, the show, uh, but ended up running out of time eventually. And what I, what I want to do is kind of revisit that today. Last Friday was the feast day of St. Martha. And, uh, you know, I mentioned this in, in yesterday's show, if you've heard it, St. Martha, the sister of Mary and of Lazarus, you know, you can read the stories in the gospel. Uh, and there's some pretty uh, uh, amazing stories in the gospel there. You know, Jesus like hung out with his family, the brother and, and two sisters. And, and that's where Jesus used to hang. They were friends of Jesus, it says in, in the gospels. Jesus used to go hang out with them. They lived in Bethany. And uh, wow, that's just so, so cool. So he's friends with them. And matter of fact, it says that when, when Jesus rose Lazarus or, or raised Lazarus from the dead, that Jesus wept, first of all. He was sad because Lazarus had died. But also it, it talked about how, how much Jesus loved Lazarus. So these were, these were people who were very dear to Jesus' heart as he was living in Palestine, walking around ministering and, and, and preaching and healing and all those incredible things that Jesus was doing. And this is a, so this family was very important to Jesus, very close to Jesus. And in addition to uh, the story of the raising of Lazarus, which is a, a, a powerful story, and we really get some insight into how important this family was to Jesus. Uh, in addition to that, we also have a story from Luke's gospel, because the, the raising of Lazarus was in John's gospel. In Luke's gospel, we have the story of Martha and Mary. Do you remember that story? <clears throat> Martha and Mary, where Jesus was coming over. And so Martha is just busy, busy, busy. She is working hard, trying to prepare 
everything for the arrival of Jesus. You know, she got to cook. I mean, back in the day, it was, it took, it was an all day affair to cook dinner. It took all day to do it. You had, you didn't have like running water. You know, you had to go and get water if you needed water. Had, there's a lot of things that, that went into preparing a meal. And so the, the sense that you get when you read that story from Luke chapter 10 is that Martha and Mary were probably working together very well until Jesus shows up. When Jesus shows up, what does Mary do? What, yeah, what does Mary do? Mary goes, and if you hear any dogs barking, that's just on my end, by the way. That's not you. You don't have dogs chasing you down. You, you have my dogs in your ear just to entertain you because that's what they do. And so Martha and Mary working together, Jesus arrives, and what happens? Mary goes and sits at the feet of Jesus and listens to him. Martha gets kind of upset. You know, Martha gets upset. She's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm doing all the work over here. Mary isn't doing anything. And at some point you can kind of tell at some point, Martha, she's, she can't take it anymore. And she says something to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, you tell her, tell her to help me. You know, I'm, 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 I'm working hard over here. I'm, I feel frustrated because, you know, all the things, all the things that have to be done to get ready for dinner and Mary's just sitting there, please, please tell her to help me. And you probably remember what Jesus said. You know, this is, I think a lot of times we look at this, we think it's a kind of a reprimand, but we miss the point. We miss the fact that Jesus loves Martha so much. And what Jesus says, he says, Martha, Martha, you are busy about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. Now, as I said, you know, that's, that sounds almost like a, uh, uh, a scolding, right? A reprimand, a scolding. Uh, and yet that, that doesn't quite fit. I don't think with, with the way that Jesus, uh, was so close with his family, with the intimacy that he shared with them, with the love that he had for them. And in that back, you know, I, I mentioned this in yesterday's show, I wrote an article about this and this was back in, uh, golly, I said three years ago, it's actually been six years ago, back in 2010, I wrote this article and it really was just from my own time of prayer and reflection, um, thinking through this particular reading as we were approaching St. Martha's feast day. She's the patron saint of cooks. And what I eventually came to is that Jesus, Jesus just loved her so much. He spoke those words, Martha, Martha, you are, you are worried about many things, right? He spoke those words to her in love. And so let me, let me just share with you a paraphrase of what I think me personally, what I think Jesus meant uh, with those words. Martha, you are doing a great job. You've been so busy getting things ready for dinner. You've been working all day. I appreciate that. I can't wait until dinner. You're a great cook and you keep a clean and peaceful house, but you have lost the peace in your heart. You've been worried about Mary sitting here listening to me and not helping you. Are you jealous? Listening to the word of God is the most important thing. And you and I will have plenty of time to talk later. Instead of losing your peace, thinking only of yourself, consider Mary. Maybe right now she really needs to hear my words. Maybe she needs this more than you know. Please rejoice with me that she is responding to my grace and rejoice in the fact that you are responding to my grace too, in your own way. 
in the way that I ask of you. You are serving your God and serving him well. Mary is being fed spiritually by your God because that is what she needs the most. Be at peace, Martha. I am here and you are doing the right thing. Trust in that and do the best that you can do. I love you. That is the paraphrase that uh, is a result of just my prayer, my meditation there on what Jesus had to say to Martha. You might feel like you need those words today, and I might need those words too on this Taco Tuesday. I am so glad that, that to have spent this time with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Catholic Foodie Show, and until next time, bon appetit.